What's going on? I cannot believe it is already the final Saturday of the regular season. Where did my college football go? I already miss you. I already miss you. It's not even over. What's up, new guy? Welcome to the fir first and 10 with DGen. I'm your host, the Degenerate 75. I'm a high limit DFS player who focuses on football and golf. That's all I got time for. You want to know the truth? Between college, NFL, and PGA, I really don't even have time for that. So, uh, the big man's worth it. You can see the schedule right here. Stay very busy. If you like the cut of my jib, come check it out. If you don't, click the fuck off the video. Pretty simple stuff, brother. Let's get going. This is the one show I talk about bets. Not that I can bet in my state because it is illegal, but if I did bet, these would be the bets I make, but I don't bet because it's illegal in my state. But if I did this is who i would bet so here are the games that i did not bet last week but i could have bet uh baylor uh did cover against tcu i did i i i said you should probably money line bet it in tcu one but i still got the cover i'm counting it because that's what i bet and that's all i can go off you mother fathers um kansas state against west virginia easy cover we were feeling good we were 2-0, and and then reality set in. I thought we were going to have a heater of a day. And then BC uh, definitely just decided, hey, you know what? How about we don't score? And, you know, that's a bold strategy, but, it, you know, it paid off for them. They got there. They had a goal, and they reached it. That didn't cover. Texas blew the beat the brakes off of uh, the Jayhawks. Um, Clemson, uh, what well, shit, what was that? I don't even remember the score on that one. I don't think it covered. Oh, yeah, it did. It covered, right? Pretty sure it covered. I, yeah, because I went 3-3 three and three last week, right? I don't know. Maybe you guys put in the comments I'm full of shit. I can't even remember. I just remember this. I did. I definitely had less money in my account than when I began because I put the most money on this UCLA to, to beat USC, uh, and that didn't happen. So that's that's what I remember, it being a losing week. Two losing weeks in a row. First time all season that's happened. But you know what? I'm never going to be one of those guys, I have all the picks, brother. I'm just telling you who I play. You play along with me if you want. If you don't, I don't give a shit. Don't matter to me, brother. I am still up 9.8 units on the season which is down from 14 a couple weeks ago. But what are you going to do, brother? What are you going to do? Let's look at some picks for tomorrow. Uh, I guess I got to go with my alumni, Oklahoma State. Uh, Spencer Sanier, senior night. Uh, I feel like West Virginia just sucks. Even though Oklahoma State hasn't been very good this year, I think they get it together for senior night. They're going to beat the shit out of the worst team in the Big 12, West Virginia. Uh, I think Wisconsin is just a train wreck, and I just always like a scrappy Minnesota team. They just always seem to win these grinded out games. So for no other reason, I'm going with Minnesota here. Uh, really like Vanderbilt to keep it close with Tennessee. I think Tennessee uh, might be uh, a little bit of fool's fool's gold here without uh, the naked hooker. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Vanderbilt here. That they can keep it within two touchdowns. Uh, Notre Dame against USC. I really just think Notre Dame is a lot stronger and a lot more physical. And if you don't know, I like to bet that, you mother father. So give me, give me the fighting Irish against the slap dick. Uh, 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 what the hell's his name? Uh, Lincoln Riley's. And uh, I, I made a promise to myself not to bet for or against my Sooners. I did this about week six of this year because I just kept getting them wrong. And uh, uh, I, I'm breaking that rule because I really just think Texas Tech's going to beat OU tomorrow. I just think OU is not that good. Texas Tech is surprisingly a solid Texas Tech team this year. Yes, their record's nothing special, but even when they lose, they're competitive. OU has a long, long storied history of losing night games in November at Texas Tech. I don't see this team having enough. Uh, enough uh, backbone to turn that streak around. So give me Texas Tech, um, and, and I'm getting two points. Hails to the yes. Um, I'm going to bet against my Sooners. And then I don't normally do over-unders, but i got to do this one. I think this ISU-TCU game, I could see it going either way, but the one thing I do see is I see it being sloggy, as, sloggy AF. And because of that, I will take the under on 47 and a half. Uh, I think Iowa State isn't going to win, but I think that they can ugly this game up enough. They're going to struggle to score 17. If they struggle to score 17, well, shit, now we just need TCU to score 30 or less, and we're home free, mother father. So I'm taking the under. There's my bets this week. 
Taylor Long, do the opposite. I don't care. I'm just telling you who I'm betting because I not that I bet, but if I did, I enjoy betting college football. But let's get to why you're all really here. It's DFS, right? It's uh, college football DFS, which is of all the DFSs I play, which is about six sports, it by far has the biggest edge if you put the time into it because it is decentralized, it is chaotic, it is random, and it is... It will, it will rip your soul out at least once a day, right? I put old Daquan Finn in today. Got me negative 1.4 and then bitch pulled himself out of the game in my cash lineup. And I still cashed. Fuck you, Daquan. Okay. You wiener. So here's the contest for tomorrow. The big $20 is what it is. It's always 25% up top. I guess that's better than one third. So I don't... I don't hate it, but I definitely don't like it. You know, like just go look at 10th place, 750 bucks. I hate that. I wish I were more like 2000 there. Uh, the 333, if you kind of got a bankroll, is actually for the first time all year playable because they're only doing 25% to first as opposed to a full one third. So this one's a lot more appetizing now, right? Now, now if you get 10th place, it's still 120th to first as opposed to like one 100th like it normally is. So very playable. But let's face it, most of you aren't playing with that kind of budget. And so what I encourage you to do is just go play $100 single entry, the $44, the 20 max $4, the nuts, the $5 single entry, the $20 one max. These are where it's at. $12 single entry, $27 single entry. These are the GPPs you want to be playing in. The biggest place you're blowing your money is in contest selection. So I know you want to go chase $50,000, but don't because all you're going to do is just lose yourself a hundred bucks every Saturday and you wonder why you never win at this shit. The first thing you could do is if you're going to be a GPP, bro, that's these GPP stands for guaranteed prize pools. That's these tournaments you keep playing in. If you're going to be one of those guys, you got to get in the best contest to at least pay the least amount of rake and be in contest that when you do hit a good lineup, you get a fair payday out of it. But if you really want to be successful at college football, you've got to start playing cash. Here's my cash lineups. If you don't know, this is Friday night, so we're finishing up. You can see there's a little bit of time left, but my cash lineups, I did three of them today because I kind of like the variation of it. And when I can't, uh, like, pin down one cash lineup. I do a variation of it and put it in three. You can see they're all double ups across the board. And that was with the Quan thing getting me negative 1.4. I still am going to get there in cash. Still going to get there. Another easy day. Um, I, I'm telling you, start playing double ups, head to heads, uh, 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 multiplier, stuff like that, where you don't need to hit the stone cold nuts and go find this perfect lineup. You need to just construct well-constructed lineups that give that, that, that pick the good plays and stay away from asshole picks. That's all you got to do. And you'll be amazed how much you double up. I'm back up over 73% on the season now. Even after that two-week patch, I, will, I won't lie to you. I'm in the middle of a heater, which has really shot the percentage back up. But I'm telling you, man, look into this. And if cash game and all that intimidates you, I'm, I'm telling you, just come check out the Rosetta Stone. It's this bad boy right here. Here's our one from today that I did. I make this from my Discord. It will ex it, uh, it explains everything to you, right? Because not all of you are sweaty bastards that can sit around like me and do this shit. Hey, while well, you got a chance, go uh, like and subscribe to this video. You can't help but notice the big guy's almost to 2,000 subscribers. Wouldn't mind being there by next weekend. So if you could help the big guy out, maybe tell a friend because the YouTube algorithm fucking hates me. So do that for me. All right, let's get to this is the Rosetta Stone, right? This is the ugly one. You know, see, here's the pretty one, all colored up with ownership and injuries and cash, upside, all that shit. You get the plain one, okay? Because this is YouTube and it's free. I don't even put ads on my video, you mother father. So with that in mind, this these are the guys that I would be looking to play from every game, though, right? And you're like, hey, you didn't even put anybody from Georgia Tech. Hey, dumbass, don't play anybody from Georgia Tech. They have, I, I literally, I don't think I've ever seen a line this low. Their implied total is less than a touchdown. That's insane. So you know who you should play from Georgia Tech? Nobody. That's who you should play from Georgia Tech because in the world of DFS, they are as dead as a team could be. You do not play anybody from Georgia Tech. 
And the flip side of that is, is you really can't play anybody from Georgia because Georgia players are all naturally inflated. Their prices are inflated because they're the number one team in the country. And then you factor in that there's no way they're going to get a competitive game. This game will be over midway through the third quarter and they'll be pulling their starters. You just can't afford to pay these $600 price tags or $8,700 for Stetson Bennett because they're just not going to get pushed. The upside's not there. And when the upside's not there, you need, if you've never seen a GPP, you got to have guys in your lineup that can go for 35, 40 points, especially when you're paying that kind of salary. And I just don't see any way that these guys could get there in a game that they're not going to get pushed. So for me, I'm pretty much Xing out this game, but I would say, you know, if you're feeling, you know, maybe Georgia just wants to destroy what is it, the good old fashioned hate, uh, the their Georgia Tech brethren. Well, then maybe you play them and you play the uh, they don't they blow them out and just keep their foot on their neck narrative. All right, South Carolina Clemson. I will tell you, South Carolina has been surprisingly decent offensively, which I never thought I would say about a team that has Spencer Rattler as the quarterback. Never forget, he comes from the Sooners. I had to watch that guy for two years. My eyes still bleed sometimes when I when I look over to the sides too quickly because of Spencer Rattler. That is a fact, a medical fact. Um, if you do want to stack him, you know, I, you got to go with Wells or Bell, but, you know, like the, I think you might be getting too cute there. Clemson still plays defense. Clemson still plays it slow. If I'm playing anybody from this game, if Will Shipley would just get 25 touches a game, he'd probably be the best player in college football. But for whatever reason, they just don't ever want to give him a bell cow low, a load. If you want to play you ukulele, you can do it. And the nice thing about him is he's very stackable because his wide receivers are always cheap. Problem is he spreads the love quite a bit. It's hard to get him uh, focused on any one or two receivers. And you're really going to need South Carolina to push him. And it just, you know, color me skeptical. I, I just can't see South Carolina putting a lot of points on Clemson. But if they do, this could, Clemson could be a sneaky little team to stack that no one will have. All right, one of those games with a with a really nice total, what we want to see is high totals in a competitive environment. A one-touchdown favorite, Oklahoma State, at home on senior night. you got to love some Spencer Sanders. Uh, problem with Spencer is he gets so much done with his legs, it makes him very hard to stack with receivers. And then he has five pretty decent receivers that he spreads the love around to. Dominic Richardson, if he gets back to his bell cow workload, 5,300 is insulting for a guy of his talent with that team total in a positive game script. So be looking at the Cowboys uh, tomorrow when you're making your lineup. West Virginia, I mean, this Garrett Green guy is kind of salty. He's a lot better than old Slapjick, Slapdick JT Daniels, that's for sure. And he has three very good receivers. So uh, this could be one of those ones where you double stack a game, right? You go Spencer Sanders and one of his guys, uh, and then Garrett Green in the Superflex and run it back with one of his receivers. And if this game shoots out, you could have mega leverage on people because I promise you this will not be one of the games that people target for stacks. The game! Michigan versus Ohio State. Here's the good news. For the first time all year, Michigan and Ohio State will probably get four quarters worth of stats from their stars. We never get that, right? Blake Corum's always out by the start of the fourth. Uh, Emeka Abuka's always out late in the third, right? Because they're just always so far ahead. They're just always pulling their stars. So this is maybe the one game all year where you will get four quarters from Corum, Harrison, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Abuka, C.J. Stroud, all super viable plays. But then there's the flip side of that where... They actually, these teams actually, you know, like play defense. <laughs> they have some really good defenses. So you're going to have to strike that balance. If you think this game shoots out, it's super stackable. The problem is, and I will warn you about this, they're very expensive stack pieces. If you want to go CJ Stroud, stack him with two of receivers and run it back with Quorum, you better have a lot of punts you like because you ain't going to have no money left for the rest of your lineup, Rosephus. So that's, uh, that's something to consider with that game. But man, these teams, it, 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 if you think that they're going to be more offense than defense, you've got all the weapons in the world in this game. All right, here's uh, game five. 
uh, 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 Coastal Carolina versus James Madison. James Madison, the president during the War of 1812, which came up today on Twitter. I got added on Twitter for the War of 1812, I guess because USA was playing England soccer. You know what? Fuck soccer. I'm kidding. I started watching Ted Lasso. Love it. So go soccer, football, whatever the fuck you want to call it. These games right here, talking strategy, are games you want to play because most people are like, what the hell's a Coastal Carolina? James Madison, wasn't he a king or something? No, you dumb shit. He was the fourth president. But they don't know that. And they see these names and they instantly throw them out because it ain't one of them teams they know that they grew up watching. And so these are great games to play. The bad news is uh, Coastal Carolina, they don't have very good options, right? I mean, Pinckney and Brown get most of their... um, get most of their uh, targets at wide receiver, so you could have them as runbacks. But to me, the real appealing uh, team here is James Madison. Look at that nice 33.5 point total. $5,800 quarterback who can run and pass with some nice passing options and a running back who averaged 17 touches a game. Hmm. Hmm. Might be interested in some James Madison. No one wants to play him. I'll James Madison him up. So something to keep an eye on there. Play the game. Get the fuck away from your picks and play the game, you mother father. All right, Western Kentucky and FAU. Two other team people be like, what, what is that? Well, don't forget, at the start of the year, Western Kentucky was everybody's darling, right? Oh, you got to play Western Kentucky. They're the best team ever. Um, and 34-point total in a competitive environment is nice. Austin Reed is a very playable quarterback. I will say I don't love, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more rushing upside out of a guy I'm paying 7700 for. But the flip side of that is uh, he, he does pass really well. Only problem is he's very hard to stack because he spreads the ball around pretty well. You can see they have four guys averaging six targets or more. That's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So they spread the love around. If you can guess them right, you're going to do great. I would say my favorites would probably be uh, Daywood Davis and Jalen Hall just based on the salary, right? Because it makes it very easy to fit them in price-wise. And FAU has some very nice runbacks you should look at. Nothing wrong with a $4,800 running back getting 17 touches a game. Uh, and you got to love old Wester getting nine targets a game. Could be a sneaky shootout game right here, game number six. And once again, same reason that no one's going to play game number five, no one's going to play game number six. What the hell's an FAU? What the hell is FAU? That's what they're going to say. So just take advantage of it. Game seven, Louisiana, or Louisiana, Louisville, Louisville. My boy, my boy, uh... Uh, 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 Rob G taught me how to say that because he lives in Louisville. Uh, is playing Kentucky. Good old rivalry game. Malik Cunningham always has win you a GPP upside. Um, I don't love the 20 point total. Both these teams are super sloggy. If I'm playing anybody from this game, I'm probably going to come in here and steal Chris Rodriguez and hope that he goes crazy because at least I know he is their bell cow and he gets a lot of touches. And 22, 23 touches at 6,200 sounds pretty appealing to me, Bob. Pretty appealing to me. Game eight, Auburn and Bama. Uh, man, Auburn's just a hot mess. And because they're such a hot mess, I just don't think Alabama's really going to open it up on them. I think Alabama's just going to control the clock. They're going to win this game something like 35 to 10. It's going to be boring as shit. Um, you know, people will play Tank Bigsby because he's had some big games, but why you play Tank Bigsby against Alabama when they're going to be in a negative script just seems like a losing proposition. Now, if somehow you think that Auburn can push Alabama and you want to go run a Bryce Young stack with, uh, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks, well then, yeah, I guess you could run an Ashford and Bigsby stack coming back against it because the only way Auburn gets there is if Ashford and Bigsby go off to push Bama. But let me just go ahead and tell you this. I wouldn't hold my breath, dude. 
All right, game nine, Oregon, Oregon State. A lot of people are going to see this line and be shocked. Be like, Oregon's so good. Why are they only a three-point favorite against Oregon State? Well, because Oregon State's sneaky good. And this is trap game city. I almost bet it, but I didn't want to uh, overthink it and, like, double reverse fuck myself. So here's the problem. Bo Nix is awesome, but 9,700 makes him almost unplayable on DraftKings because if you've never put a $9,700 quarterback in your lineup, basically the rest of your lineup sucks. There's there's the key, right? They, they have two super appealing running backs in Irving and Whittington, but, you know, like, you're really relying on those two guys to be efficient. I don't like to rely on my running backs to be efficient. I want straight volume, brother. That's where I'm at. And then Franklin and Hudson are always the two receivers that you should consider. But once again, you're relying on a lot of efficiency from those two. So not always what I want. Oregon State, you know, not the most stackable team of all time, but I think they have some pieces that if you want to run an Oregon stack, you can run it back with Oregon State. They have a 28-point total or 27.5. So they got some guys that are going to score. They're going to move the ball on Oregon. Uh, could be sneaky. I would stick to the running backs or just run Ben Grubelson naked because he spreads the ball around so much. Good luck trying to find the right wide receiver to uh, stack him with. Purdue and Indiana. I mean, you know, I remember a day in which this would have been like the game, the stackable game. But for whatever reason, Indiana plays fast. They throw the ball a lot and they just suck. Maybe this Dexter Williams, the second, um, when I was a kid, we called that junior, uh, is going to be the answer here. Uh, I doubt it, but maybe. You know, maybe he's a breath of fresh air. He runs the ball a little bit more, diversifies their offense. To me, if I'm playing anybody from this game, probably going to come over here and just get the target god himself, Charlie Jones, 12 targets a game. He's a really good receiver. I, I swear half of their passes in a given game go to him. So that's probably where I'm at. If you want to get cute and try to get Devin Mockaby correct, go ahead. But, man, I just don't want to pay $6,000 for a running back that's splitting carry. It's that simple, brother. It's that simple. Game 11, another freaking Big Ten slog, Minnesota versus Wisconsin. Probably two of the five best running backs in the nation here with Braylon Allen and uh, Ibrahim. And honestly, if you play either one of them, I think they're a good plays. I think they're both good plays. Um, if I had to lean towards one, it'd be Ibrahim, mainly just because Wisconsin coaches are fucking morons and they don't know they should give their best player the ball more. Um, you know, uh, the, the good news is each team has a guy they throw the ball to more than everybody else, but neither of them are very good. So in this game, I come in here, I get one of these running backs. I don't play both these running backs because two running backs are negative correlated against each other because they're going to eat the clock. So if you like one of these guys or the other, they could be a really good one-off piece to throw in your GPP or hell, maybe even cash lineup. Game 12, Utah versus Colorado. Colorado is a special world of bad. I put a guy on there just because, you know, I, I, I was alive in the 90s, and I can still remember when Colorado was good, and I just it just hurts me to not put any Colorado players on there. But don't play him. Don't play a Colorado guy unless you're playing some weird Utah stack and you want to have Jack Hestra as your runback. Go ahead, brother. You go right on ahead. But next time, just send me the 20 bucks. I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it even. So, for Utah, Cam Rising, he's just overpriced. This game's going to be a blowout. There's no chance that he gets pushed. At 8,800, he will definitely get you 25 points, but that's all he'll get you, right? He's not going to get you any more than that because they're just not going to get pushed. They have a, they have a, uh, you know, they split the carries in the backfield too much. Once again, I'm not paying $6,100 for a running back that, that that's going to split touches. And then their wide receivers, they got they got uh, Bailey and Kincaid that get most of their targets. But what's the upside here? I mean, you basically need them to get their you know eight catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns in the first half because they ain't going to be playing in the second half. Game 13, ISU, TCU. I already told you when I made my bet. I think this game has Slog City written all over it. So because of that, uh, I'm pretty much out on everybody. Hutchinson at 8,000. I mean, 14 targets. It's just insane. For this late into the season to still be averaging 14 targets is insanity. So I guess you could play him. 
But I mean, at some point, it's like, what's his upside? Like, I mean, they're going to score 17 points tomorrow. So, like, how's he going to get there? I think he's a GPP flyer, but no way I'm paying that much money for a, a, a wide receiver in my cash lineup. Now, over on FanDuel, he's a lot more fairly priced. So maybe over there you get away with it. But 8000 on DraftKings is pretty much a death sentence to your cash lineup for a guy that probably has 22-point upside tomorrow. Sorry, Xavier. Sorry, brother. TCU, Max Duggan used to be the truth, but uh, you know ISU actually plays really good defense, so I can't be paying 8100 for him. Kendra Miller, people play this guy all the time like he's so good. He is the, the running back more than anyone out there who has to be perfectly efficient. If he doesn't bust his 50-yard touchdown run, he sucks because he only gets like 15 touches a game. He doesn't get that many goal line carries. He gets subbed out all the time. He's not that involved in the passing game, yet everybody plays him like he's the nuts. So you go ahead, brother. I'll pass. Uh, Quentin Johnson, Darian, Darius Davis. If you're going to stack with Duggan, these are the only two receivers I am um, going to tell you to even look at. Um, but once again, this is I'm telling you, ISU they can muck it up pretty good. So maybe you play sneaky shootout narrative here if you're a weirdo. But I don't think it's going to happen. But you know what? I'm wrong all the time. So make of that what you will, Brosif. And the last game, another Big Ten slog. I don't know if we want to call Penn State sloggy. I mean, they do have a 35-point total. But once again, like they've been all year, their wide receivers are overpriced. I will say Lambert Smith at 4000 seems rather appealing uh, as a wide receiver option, especially if uh, Michigan State can push them at all. That seems like a pretty fair price. Uh, you know, a Clifford stack hasn't got there all year, but maybe this is the game he throws for five touchdowns and 300 yards and rushes for 35 yards. Maybe this is it, right? They want to run the ball, but they split it so frick. I mean, like literally so evenly. 12 and 12 is the average carries for each of the running backs. So it's hard to, you know, guess which one it's going to be. And then sometimes the answer is neither. So like you can't play them. Uh, Michigan State, Peyton Thorne, like you can't love the 17-point line. Penn State plays defense. They're going to get after him. But the good news is Peyton Thorne only throws the ball to two guys, Reed and Coleman. So if you're going to stack him because you got some weird fucking hunch or you grew up a Spartan fan or you watched the movie 300 last night, I don't know. But whatever it is, if you're going to play them, those are the two guys to stack with him, right? Uh, the FanDuel games I don't have on here. I just do that over for the Discord. Color it all up, which is all right here on the Rosetta Stone. If you want to know how to get that, it's simple. You come over and you sign up for my Patreon, connect you to the Discord. You can be on there tonight. You'll get to see it. I'm about to go make a special customized video for them. We do an hour-long stream right before kickoff to answer any questions. We track the news together. It's the best, coolest mother fathers. Um, you know, I can't do all this shit by myself, so they're so good at helping share the news. Uh, great team over there, and we kill it. Just here, go do me a favor. Go look at how often you see my little show on Hodel flag flying at college football and golf. And that'll tell you all the answer you need to know because I'm just an independent fuck from Oklahoma. I don't have any sponsors. No tout site talks me up. I don't have a media network. So all I got is you mother fathers and I appreciate you. Come give me a follow on Twitter if you will. We're almost at 3,500. I'd appreciate it. And lastly, I did. I was on Neil Orfield's show, High Stakes, uh, about a week ago. Go check it out. It was a really good interview. We talked about what it's like being a high stakes DFS player. So without further ado, I hope you kick some ass tomorrow. If you do, tweet it at me. Always reach out to me on Twitter. I'll never blow you off. I don't take myself too serious. I hope you kick some ass tomorrow. I hope your, 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 your screen is green is what I'm trying to say. But most of all, mother father, I hope you enjoy this outro. Yeah.